Tried by Drag. Today we're going to be talking about Cream from Diamonds and Pearls, also featured on the Hits 2, recorded in late 1990 through to early 1991 at Paisley Park, and released on the 9th of September 1991 as the second single off Diamonds and Pearls. Um, on the track it is Prince and the MPG, uh, though in this case this is not the full MPG. Uh, you've got Michael B on the drums, Sunny T on the bass, Tommy Barbarella, Levi on rhythm and Rosie Gaines, of course. Um, the track itself is 4 minutes 12, though there's a slightly extended version on the single, which is 4 minutes 44. Um, and there are a number of remixes of the song, which we can get into later. Joining me to talk about this is Wendy Mays. Hello, Wendy. Hello. And in terms of a genre, um, I think I'm going to say funk, I guess, for, for Cream. Sure. I don't know. Like, to me... Prince is always just like pop or like you know like R and B I guess classified. I don't know that his his music sways too much. Like it's always in a base of that, and then I don't know. I guess I have a hard time defining his his music as any different genres besides just the basic. He's R and B. He's pop. This was um pre- you know a number one hit for Prince when it was released as a single. You know, and it 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 uh, it stayed at number one for two weeks, um stopping Brian Adams from reaching the top spot. So I think we can all be thankful for that. <laughs> now around the world, it did really well. You know, it got to number two in Australia and four in Austria, uh, five in France, uh, seven in uh, the Netherlands, five in New Zealand, three in Norway, uh, six in Sweden, and three again in Switzerland. Uh, but for some reason over here, it only got to number 15. So um, I don't know why the UK was... I mean, Get Off had done really well, so I'm not quite sure why Cream uh, didn't perform as well over here. Um, you know, that just seems kind of... Maybe because they're so similar? Did, I mean, they're kind of similar in song. Yeah, I guess. I mean, Get Off is kind of... I don't know. I mean, it was more of a kind of like a summer hit, you know, yeah. whereas, you know, Cream kind of was, you know, like more of an autumn thing. So I don't know. Um but, you know, Get Off got to number four, so the fact that Cream only got to number 15 is a bit surprising to me. You know, the B-side for this was um, <laughs> Horny Pony, uh, which is the song that Get Off replaced on Diamonds and Pearls. Um, Horny Pony would actually be the B-side on a couple of singles. Um, and there was a lot of kind of remixes that were kind of put to Cream. Uh, two songs in particular, uh, To The Wire and Do Your Dance, basically take kind of one of the lines from Cream and just kind of turn it into like a six minute song. And, you know, there were a few kind of uh, remixes from outside artists that were, were done for Prince. This is kind of, I would say this is Prince's kind of most commercial kind of time, um, you know, Diamonds and Pearls. Um, you know, this is where he was really kind of, I mean, obviously, you know, he'd crossed over, you know, like a, almost a decade earlier um, and he'd had, you know, a number of hits, but he kind of meandered a little bit, let's say. And, you know, with like Love Sexy and Batman and, you know, particularly Graffiti Bridge, you know, the stuff that he was putting out wasn't kind of super commercial. And, you know, to me, kind of like, you know, Get Off, Cream, Diamonds and Pearls, like there's a run of singles here that just feel like really kind of, um, you know, commercial and radio friendly. Um, and, you know, Cream kind of, 
I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say being the most, but, you know, the fact that it got to number one, whereas Get Off didn't, I think that kind of shows, you know, that it was more aligned with kind of like, you know, American tastes, let's say. To me, um, I, I mean, the lyrics themselves, um, Prince had, you know, kind of contributed liner notes for um, the hits, the B-sides, you know, on which Cream is obviously included. One of the kind of the only note that was made there, you know, that was passed to, to Alan Leeds, who was doing the liner notes, was that Prince wrote this whilst looking in the mirror. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My God. Yeah, and so, like, I mean, he also kind of emphasised that the song was not really about, you know, sex. You know, it's about... I mean, if you imagine Prince saying the lyrics to himself, you know, where he says, um, (laughs) you know, you're so good, baby, there ain't nobody better. To me, that just kind of (laughs) feels like the kind of confidence that Prince has has always kind of shown um, throughout, you know, a number of songs in his career. And I like as well that he says, you're so cool. Everything you do is success. I mean, I, it's just like, it's such a kind of fun song. I mean, the video itself is also kind of really fun. There's an extended version that I, I don't know why it's extended. It just has a load of people kind of like milling around a train station um, at the beginning. Just more dance. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And I was going to say just more dancing. That's about it. But yeah. And in the video, obviously you have Prince with kind of like a set of dancers who kind of you know, have these kind of choreographed moves and they're kind of going up and down these steps. Um, it doesn't feel like it's the exact kind of same set as um, Get Off, um, but it's kind of it's kind of similar um, in its look. I mean, probably the exact same space in Paisley Park, I would guess, where, where they shot Get Off. Um, but, you know, just like dressed slightly differently and with a, you know, a different set of dancers. Um, you know, but uh, I mean, I think we should start, you know, kind of at the top of the song, you know, where Prince tells us, this is it. It's time for you to go to the wire. You will hit because you got the burning desire. It's your time. You got the horn. So why don't you blow it? You're so fine. And, you know, this feels a lot like Prince. You're filthy cute. And baby, you know it. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, you know, just kind of like such a fun kind of song. Prince, I mean, you know, kind of boasting a little bit. Also, um, you know, kind of showcasing um, various members of the band. I mean, I particularly love, um, you know, Tommy Barbarella doing the kind of like the little kind of horn, not horn, the little organ kind of stabs that are throughout the song, mm. um, you know, which kind right. of really form the basis of, of kind of the main uh, you know, riff. Um, and, you know, it's kind of unusual for Prince to kind of, uh, particularly at this time, because he had kind of switched more towards kind of, uh, you know, a lot of songs on this album are very kind of guitar led. And so to kind of have this kind of very, um, you know, kind of uh, kind of organ based riff is kind of just a, a little bit unusual. I love this song. I think it's so much fun. I just remember like, that's so funny that you said that you wrote it while looking at himself in the mirror. That totally t- gives me a totally different take on on it because i just remember the like the music video and then just listening to it on the radio and it was like one of those songs where you're kind of slightly embarrassed to listen to it in front of your parents because you're like they're talking about dirty stuff uh you know that kind of it always gave me that kind of a feel um so i love that it was actually just he's just writing about himself yeah (laughs) (laughs) that cracks me up and you know i i particularly like i mean the the best thing about the video you know obviously you get the return of diamond and pearl from get off um but prince is kind of wearing this really kind of like patterned waistcoat that matches his tie Mm -hmm. and you know it's kind of it's just one of those things where you think uh, no one else can really kind of pull that look off 
apart from Prince, really. Um, you know, yeah, exactly. And he, he has that. He has the Game Boys kind of like dancing, and they've got like kind of single color kind of, um, oh my God. you know, waistcoats with like kind of against yeah, a black they're uniform. Totally like temptation to out in the background <laughs> yeah. there. Um, and you know, whenever the, I mean, particularly when Prince gets to, you know, look up in the air, it's your guitar, and you know, it's it's kind of him. Um, you know, uh, on top of the piano with the, you know, with the yellow, um, you know, with the yellow clad guitar kind of doing a, a solo. Um, and I just kind of, I, I just love the idea of Prince being like, look up in the air, it's your guitar. And he's essentially pointing to himself and <laughs> kind of giving himself the spotlight. Um, you know, I, I just kind of love when Prince does that kind of thing of, of kind of being a little bit modest, but also kind of showing off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a song called Do Your Dance and it takes its line from, you know, when Prince comes in with what is essentially like the second verse where he says, do your dance. Why should you wait any longer? Take a chance. It can only make you stronger. And then, of course, he says, you know, it's your time. You've got the horn. So why don't you blow it? And I like where you get the kind of the, the background vocals being like, go on and blow it. <laughs> you saying the do your dance, like automatically the first time whenever I hear that lyric, I think of um, the pulp song where he's just like, do your dance, do your filthy little dance. And like <laughs> now that I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, these are kind of like on the same wavelength a little bit, little songs. Yeah. Like I wonder if uh, Jarvis got some inspiration from Prince's era uh you know and lyric writing with uh with that <laughs> yeah i mean I, I mean the thing is not that do your dance is like insanely like original or anything i'm sure people have said do your dance a thousand times but it's the way that it's said yeah i mean um, i to me obviously jarvis you know jarvis cocker does kind of um i mean in the most british way he does sometimes project a kind of prince like vibe in some of his oh, songs oh 100% yeah so yeah. I, I can you know i can definitely yeah. see that but I mean, I just love the, you know, you're filthy, cute and baby, you know it. And then when you have mm-hmm. Rosie going, you know it, it's kind of, it's almost like he's having Rosie be like, yeah, you are definitely filthy, cute. And Prince is like, of course I am, you know, um, right. you know, but yeah, I mean, look, there is a kind of suggestiveness, even though, you know, Prince kind of insists that, you know, this is essentially just a song massaging his ego. The fact that the chorus is, you know, <laughs> cream, get on top, you know, cream, you will come. Yeah. Um, cream I mean don't yeah. you ever stop <laughs> and then of course my favorite kind of you know finish cream shibugi bop I mean uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of with the rest of the lyrics it doesn't really kind of fit because it's almost like Prince ran out of things to rhyme with you know top and cop and stop you know to kind of finish it off with bop <laughs> is just kind of a bit weird but uh, you know something that kind of Prince can you know only really get away with that kind of um, you know just kind of a bit of a nonsensical rhyme it's it's such a kind of it's such a great song and you know in the video you you kind of get a little bit of showcase for the rest of the band um you know you get to see Michael B you get to see uh, Tommy Barbarella uh, you know behind his his various keyboards um and you know that's one of the things that I really enjoy about this kind of era of Prince is um, the fact that he would kind of spotlight the band even if on a few tracks you know he <laughs> he's playing everything by himself but when we get to the videos it's always you know, particularly this partic- this time and with the next album as well, it's always Prince with the band and we get to see them play. And, you know, it really feels like a kind of a, a band effort. Um, and I'm, I'm sure I've said this on other episodes, but I'll say it here, you know, like this, this kind of first iteration of New Power Generation, you know, this is this is the the kind of the album that I got into Prince with. And so this is the band that I always have a certain level of affection for, you know, particularly Rosie's vocals, you know, I mean, she doesn't do a huge amount on this track, you know, she's just kind of little bits here and there, 
Um, but I think she kind of adds a dimension to to this album. Um, you know, having this kind of you know very powerful female voice kind of balancing out Prince. Uh, you know, I think it it really kind of adds something. Uh, and even here, you know, she's kind of very playful with the kind of little you know when it's like it's your time, and she's like it's your time. You know, like the little refrains that she does are kind of a little bit playful. Uh, more so than kind of anything that Prince ever really did with the revolution where, uh, you know, it felt very much like Prince was in charge of those people. Whereas with the new power generation, it feels a little bit more like they're on his level um, and they're kind of a band more of equals. Um, and, you know, that's why the videos feel a bit more, you know, I mean, a lot of the, the stuff that he did with the revolution, the videos were very much Prince in the front and the rest of the band kind of obscured at the back. Um, you know, whereas with the with the new power generation, there's a lot in the videos of kind of different, you know, shots of the different members of the band. Um, you know, in particular, you know, Michael B, who I always I always like as a drummer on this album and on the next album. I think he really kind of, um, you know, enhances, um, you know, stuff that kind of, you know, Prince is a, was a competent enough drummer. Um, but, you know, when he kind of got really good drummers in, that's that's how I feel when he kind of took it to the next level. Uh, I don't know how you feel about the, the MPG at this particular time. I feel like Prince had like two very distinct, like the most popular times of Prince's music were like definitely like the 80s stuff, you know, with the, the uh, you know, his his kind of not the first album, but, you know, like Purple Rain and stuff like that. And then this was like his second coming almost. So this is like, again, like that album that this was on was just such a huge success and was uh, like it has so many hits on it uh, and, and good tunes that I feel like then everybody was like, oh, yeah, Prince rules. You know, it was like his second company, like, you know, because he, he proved that he wasn't just like one of those hits from the 80s that, you know, sometimes no matter like that he had a thousand hits in the 80s, but he didn't just die off with that and that he could evolve and it was like a new sound for him and he was like breathing a new sexuality into himself yeah um so um, yeah like i i like this 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 time period in his music as well and also like his i mean this is gonna sound weird but his clothes became like i don't know he had a lot of kind of like suits and stuff and like yeah I he said, became dapper was, yeah he, he yeah he's his style became a lot more kind of uh, you know, kind of dapper and, you know, more about waistcoats and suit coats. In the video for Sexy MF, he has that kind of, that, that jacket that has like the, I don't know, a thousand buttons going all the way down it. Um, and that's like, that's a great looking coat. But there's just like this whole era, you know, like all the stuff that he was wearing, um, you know. And it was I, like non-obnoxious non zoot suits almost. Yeah. So like, you know, like you had that kind of zoot zoot era come back a little bit, but he was like, no, that stuff is garbage looking. Let me show you. You have to tailor it so that way the zoot suit will look good on you. You can wear a suit, but it has to be tailored. It has to fit your body right. You have to be able to dance in it. Yeah. And you won't look like you're just a cartoon version of somebody from the 20s. <laughs> and there was a kind of particular thing where he started having... Um, in particular, his kind of trousers almost seem to like meld into his high heels. That seemed to be like a style yes. that he had where you kind of couldn't tell yes, where the shoe 100%. began and where the, the trousers and, finished. Yeah. And I love that he showcased the high heels. Like he was like, yeah, I'm a short, <laughs> like I wear high heels. Like that doesn't make me any less masculine. I'm going to wear these goddamn high heels with pride. Yeah. I mean, we say all this, but of course, when he did his performance for Get Off at like the, uh, the MTV uh, video awards he then ha went you know assless um so so oh, yeah. you know he in that kind of yellow knitted i don't know what to call it but 
Uh, that was a disaster. I don't, yeah. <laughs> but then, like, I mean, that's what everybody remembers from that, from that ceremony. Like, what else happened that ceremony? Like, nobody knows. Yeah. It was that, and then it got made fun of and, like, parried so many times, including, I think, the next year, like, Howard Stern came out as Fartman with the assless chaps or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, so it, he knew what he was doing. That's it. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's what people remember from that particular show, so. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I like as well how the song, you know, it kind of fades out a little bit, and it just finishes with Prince singing Boogie. And that's just kind of how, and you know, it, I, I don't know. It's it's almost like he's just telling the band what they're going to do, you know, for the the last kind of thirty <laughs> seconds. He's like boogie, you know, and everyone else in the band's like, okay, I guess, you know, that's it. Let's go to the fade out, um, you know. And uh, I mean, when I used to listen to the album, you know, I get used to this just fading out, and then immediately getting that kind of like um, drum roll from strolling coming in. So you know, in my head, a lot of the songs on this album. Like the end of one is kind of linked so much to the start of the next that I'm kind of whenever I hear the end of Cream, if I don't like start to hear that drum roll for the beginning of Strolling, I think there's something's missing from it. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, one of, and one of the few songs on this album that kind of just fades out. Um, you know, like a lot of the songs on this album kind of finish definitively. Um, so it's interesting mm-hmm. that Prince was just kind of like, you know, let's just kind of vamp for a little bit and just have the song kind of fade out gently. Um, you know, <laughs> and. I mean, I, I feel like I shouldn't need to say it, but definitely a five out of five from me. Yeah, I think it's a great song. I adore this song. It always makes me happy every time I hear it. Um, and, you know, um, I, I mean, I, even though it was quite successful, I mean, I personally wasn't able to find any cover versions of it. And I think that's probably because mm. it's one of those songs that really, um, you know, this is something I've probably said a hundred times now, but it lives in the production. You know, Prince, the way Prince kind of says, you know, you know, you're, you're filthy, cute and baby, you know it, you know, like. I, d- I don't think anyone could kind of cover it and really, you know, sell that line, you know. Yeah. And, and I think that's probably why no one, you know, significant has kind of tried to cover the song. You know, it's worth saying this is one of the songs that Prince, I mean, a lot of songs on Diamonds and Pearls, Prince played on the Diamonds and Pearls tour um, and a little bit on, you know, the, the tour the following year. And then he kind of dropped them. Um, but this is one of the handful of songs that he basically kept. And, you know, he performed all throughout um, the 2000s, right up until his final um, you know, final tour. Uh, so obviously, you know, it was an important song to him. Um, you know, especially because it was about his favorite subject. Himself. Yeah. Or let's say second. Let's say second <laughs> favorite subject because we know what his favorite subject was. Um, you know, it's about his second favorite subject. Um, so yeah. Um, I mean. I don't think there's anything else we can say about Cream. Is there anything else that you wanted to say about it? No, I can't think of anything else. I think we covered it pretty well. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, let's go to plugs then. Is there anything you wish to plug, Wendy? Um, sure. Uh, I have a podcast. It's called Pet Cinematary. Uh, you can find it on iTunes and wherever podcasts are found. Um, or go to PetCinematary.com and I'll sh- show you the way. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or follow us on Twitter at Prince Podcast or you can email us, not sure why, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Wendy. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. And otherwise, goodbye. <laughs>